This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday, October 20th, 2023. Round three of speaker votes is happening. Will Jim Jordan get the gavel? Biden grovels and begs Congress for more money for Ukraine. That's right. They have bundled it all together, bundled everything together and made the uh, singularity comparison between Ukraine and the Israeli conflict, which are, could not be more universally apart and is so intellectually dishonest to say that they're the same conflict. But here we go again. Everyone is sucking Joe Biden's toes over barely being able to read a teleprompter, not even knowing when the cameras are on. And of course, ALX joins the show to tell us about a very, very important scalp that he's got. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Well, we are going to go to the speaker's votes, of course, when they start giving nominating speeches. We will cut over there. They're doing the quorum right now. They're just mulling about at the, at the bottom of the well of the Congress, right? You can see there we have we are monitoring live. We'll jump over so you can you can watch the uh, Republicans betraying you uh, once more. You can watch 22 Republicans betray you, uh, betray the interests of the party, betray the interests of the nations, and to give uh, – up the only branch of government that we have uh, over to the communists. And we'll name and shame these people. And if they dare vote once again against Jim Jordan, it will be an uphill battle this uh, today, but we will cover uh, all of it. We have been extremely online this week, extremely online. And you may feel like you need a little bit of a detox. When you feel like you need a bit of a detox from your phone and from the Wi-Fi signals that it causes and the radiation that it causes and all the bad things, maybe 50 years from now, they'll find out that these cell phones that we're using, the same as smoking, you should go visit my friends at Silent. Silent is the company that I use that provides these Faraday sleeves like this one, that I put my phone in when it charges at night. I have a wireless charger. I put my phone in one of these and it literally, I'm telling you, it helps me sleep better. All right. These sleeves protect your brain stem from the wireless signals and also keep your phone or your electronics from listening to you. Silent actually sent me this bad boy right here. This silent backpack. Look at that. Got the cool logo on it and everything. There's a sick backpack. So I'm going to be traveling with this puppy. And it's going to, again, keep my electronics from listening to me when I don't want them to, and also protect me from the harmful radiation that does come, read the studies, that does come from having electronics surrounding your body at all time with wireless signals. Reclaim your privacy today at silent.com slash Benny, S-L-N-T dot com slash Benny. Save 15% on free shipping with qualifying orders. Get this sick backpack just like I got. They protect me. They protect my privacy and security at all times. You should to act now. Patriots go to silent.com slash Benny. Save 15% on qualified orders. SLNT.com slash Benny. So Matt Gates got screamed at yesterday. There was like almost a brawl. These are the things you don't want to have happening. Okay. And the things you don't want to have happening is this now massive war within the family. And that's what we have now. That is the. That is the box we have now opened, okay, uh, with with the speaker's race. I'm just going to – I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. 
I have reached out to so many members of Congress that I, that we know and we love. And you know this show always has a member of Congress on it. Like virtually every single show, there's some member of Congress that's on here. We're very close with a ton of people in Congress. We talk with them. We rip the phone lines up and we figure out what's going on behind the scenes. So let me tell you what happened after a dozen phone calls yesterday with various members of Congress who are in these meetings who are talking with these people. Here's the deal. There are 22 members of Congress who are not voting uh, against some type of principled stance against Jim Jordan, right? Jim Jordan did this thing and it's wrong and Republicans should be against it. Nobody's ever illuminated that for you. Nobody's ever alliterated any message like that. The 22 people that are voting against Jim Jordan are specifically doing it because they hate Matt Gates. okay? That's what I learned yesterday. I went and I said, what the hell is really going on here? The 22 people that are voting against Jim Jordan are not doing it necessarily because of Jim Jordan at all. Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan being victorious in his speaker's race would be used, would be seen as a mass, as a victory for Matt Gates, And so they wish to deny him that victory. It is quintessential, savagely selfish, self-serving, vindictive, High school, prepubescent, braces on the teeth, gum chewing in the braces, girl behavior, teenage girl behavior. This is grade school, like grudge behavior, vindictive, catty, fussy little grudges by these adult children. But Matt Gates opened us up to this. Tell you what, I'm close with Gates too. I've been communicating with all parties. You got to understand that what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And if Matt Gates, who I support in a great deal of things, and I like a lot, and I fight with, alongside with Matt Gates, got to understand that if Matt Gates can wield this kind of power over Congress, then so can the cucks. So can the vindictive little children also who answer to lobbyists or the war lobby, the forever war lobby, or who answer to whatever, you know, whatever goblins or orcs that they wish to answer to in Washington, D.C. The Appropriations Committee, we've been going hard at them. People who want to spend more and more money, spend all of us into destitution and bankruptcy. They already have done that. They just want to, you know, put the icing on the cake. They want to just strip mine the last little bits of value out of this country while they can. Before we're in just complete total collapse. So that's what's going on here. These people, according to multiple reports, these people are telling Jim Jordan, there's no principled reason to stand against Jim Jordan. They just hate Matt Gates, And they don't, they want to deny Matt Gates a victory here. And of course, by doing so, deny you a victory. Because of course you want Jim Jordan as well. But because Matt is involved, because they're involved, because this because this would be seen as then a tactical victory, they are going to cut off their own legs because of their because of their insistence that there must now be a uniparty leader that Matt Gates despises, therefore robbing Matt Gates of a victory here. That's what's going on. I heard this from a dozen different sources who are in the room with Jim Jordan, in the room, in these meetings. Secondhand knowledge, staffers there, people that are observing this firsthand. That's what's going on, okay? I went and hunted this down. So what Gates did in a, 
like, again, wars are won through logistics, not tactics, logistics. The logistics of getting a Jim Jordan over the speaker threshold aren't there. As much as I am, like, desperate for it to happen. Apparently, these 20 holdouts are telling Jim Jordan he'll never be speaker, not because anything against you, Jim, but because we hate Matt Gaetz. And we're going to deny him a W here. And therefore, like, we also hate our voters. I, I see both sides here. So what Gates did was open all of us up to these people now being in control. Okay. And for us grinding Congress to a halt, the actual work, the, the, I don't like the establishment, but the establishment, I hate them. There are levels of hatred. Okay. You have to choose your enemies. We do not have control of anything. We control nothing in society, sadly. Right. This is why the Bud Light boycotts, the Target boycotts are so important. Like that's us actually finally flexing a little muscle, but the left has unit unitary control over society. Thanks a lot. V various generations of conservatives that gave them that you cowards, you people, you protected and conserved nothing. And now it falls to us to try and like earn back a little beachhead. And so these little beachheads that we have like Congress, right? That's our only branch of government. That's actually just half a branch of government, right? Half the legislative branch of government that we own. We can't look to the Senate, of course, being run by, by a lobotomized turtle. So we have one branch of government and we nuked our own branch of government. We, we, we nuked our own branch of government and then are now handing it over to people with dual loyalties who have petty, vindictive battles that they're fighting infighting, family infighting, not representative of their voters, not smart, not good tactics. Nope, not, you know, I tell you what, <laughs> say, it to Matt's say it to Matt's face. And I, I have. You gotta be a tactician. You gotta look at logistics. You gotta look at logistics here. And not just tactics. The tactics I agree with. We should get rid of the establishment, the GOP, but the real establishment that I want to get rid of again choose your targets we had we do not have the capacity to fight multiple wars on multiple fronts here as a gop the real establishment i wish to rid our nation of is the joe biden establishment that is the actual evil the true evil eye on the prize the true evil are the deeply unpopular communists who like this is a layup for conservatives to run against joe biden for us to like run against joe biden it's like the simplest game ever Joe Biden's losing support. Like, he's like the least popular president. Donald Trump is far more popular than Joe Biden right now. We are staring down. We are snatching from the jaws of victory defeat. So, again, logistics. Can you get your army across the mountainside? Right now, there's 22 people who are betraying the army. We're going to see here, we're monitoring the vote, still in quorum. You know, they muddle around and they talk to each other and they sip coffee and they wait for the people to come into quorum. The vote, who knows when it will be, when it is there, we'll cut to it. But that's the state of play, okay? The actual establishment I wish to slay metaphorically with our sword, the one weapon we have, which is Congress, which was doing Good work, slow work, but grinding work, opening up new fronts against our actual enemy, which is the Biden regime, which are which is engaging in a controlled demolition of this nation. 
The actual enemy is Joe Biden. Okay? No, I did not like McCarthy or more importantly, writ large, the Boehner, Paul Ryan, Denny Hassert lineage of, of you know, Mitch McConnell style, limp-wristed, subservient, cucky leaders, right? That just... Are- this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Effectively Democrat lights, right? John Boehner weeping and crying and making promotional videos with Barack Obama and Nancy Pelosi. No, 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 no. I don't like them. But I don't like Joe Biden more. And I don't like Nancy Pelosi a lot more. And so we mustn't, what is the old adage? Uh, Cut off our nose to spite our face? Tactics. Tactics are important. But logistics are more important than tactics on the battlefield. You have to be able to get to the battlefield. So we, we right now cannot get our army over the mountainside. Our enemy is over the mountain and we can't get them over the mountainside. So that's a logistics question. Who cares about the tactics on the battlefield? I agree with Matt Gates's tactics on the battlefield, and I've told him that. And I've backed up Matt time and time again. But we must focus on logistics. Wars are won and lost on logistics. Anybody who studied any war can tell me a long list of wars that were lost on logistics. How about the American Revolutionary War? We won that based on logistics. How about World War II? Hitler lost in the Soviet Union based on logistics, obviously, very famously. Even though he had the superior army and so on and so forth. Like, like logistics are the thing that loses or wins wars, okay? And so we've got to focus up. We've got to be smart with the battles that we pick. And we mustn't, mustn't lose sight of what the actual goal is. No, I do not like the GOP establishment. I really don't like them. As I often say, I I often hate Republicans more than Democrats (laughs) because Democrats will stab me in the face. At least I know where they're coming from. They have the knife pointed right out of my face. Okay. Uh, uh, Republicans will stab me in the back. And I'm sick of backstabbing Republicans. But I must focus up and I must, at least through the year 20, at least through the elections in 2024, I have to focus up. I am the prize. And we have to look at who the true enemy, the true deconstruction of America, where the true deconstruction of America and my children's future are coming from. And that is from the corporate Democrat Party in collusion in the total Marxist Barack Obama identity politics takeover of that movement to utterly strip mine America of any semblance of what this nation used to be. So I wish to, yes, save America. And yes, that means we have to hold our nose sometimes and go along with some things that we may not like. It, it, the, like there is no purity test in war. Sometimes you have like America was allied with the Soviet Union in World War II. Sometimes you got to make crazy allies. We were allied with the French against the British in the Revolutionary War. And then we go on to go fight the French, right? Like immediately after that, and you know, and. and and so so on and so forth. Wartime makes for strange allies. 
but you got to make a decision. And I pray that the decision that is made today is to elect Jim Jordan. I have been a huge Jim Jordan promoter. Jim Jordan did a uh, presser this morning and explained why he should be speaker. The news is that McCarthy will give Jim Jordan's nominating speech. So we are going to see this morning Kevin McCarthy nominate Jim Jordan for speaker. Well, that will be very powerful. Hopefully that will bring people over. I mean, listen, there are 22 holdouts. A lot of them vote for McCarthy are saying they like McCarthy. All of them voted for McCarthy. As far as I know, every single one of the holdouts voted McCarthy. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is what Jim Jordan said this morning at an 8 a.m. presser uh, explaining – why he should be Speaker of the House. I think the American people are thirsty for change. I think they are hungry for leadership. And frankly, they know that the White House can't provide it. They know the Senate won't lead. And they are looking for House Republicans to step up and lead and make change on these important issues. We got important work to do. Important work to do. We need to help Israel. We need to get the appropriations process moving so that the key elements of our government are funded and funded in the right way, particularly our military. We need to get back to our committee work. And frankly, we need to continue the oversight work that I think is so darn important. In short, we need to get to work for the American people. We need to do what we said we were going to do. We need to do what we told them we were going to do when they elected us and put us in office. And frankly, we can't do that if the House isn't open. And if the we can't. We can't open the house until we get a speaker. So Jim Jordan explaining what the path forward will look like. And this dovetails directly into what's about to happen today on the House floor. So lay out your path. Are you just going to call roll call vote after roll call vote today and tomorrow and into the weekend and try to wear your hands down? Because it didn't seem like you stop, could get stop. Well, you all, you all said that we were going to lose between the first vote and the second vote. You all said we were going to lose. 10 to 15 votes. We stayed the same. We picked up a few. We lost a few. I think the ones we lost can come back. So, uh, look, there's been multiple rounds of votes for speaker before. Um, we all know that. I just know that we need to get a speaker as soon as possible so we can get to work for the American people. So Jim Jordan's presser this morning, you can see there that people are getting frustrated, right? What is the weekend plan? Well, Jim Jordan was asked. Jim Jordan says we will get a speaker this weekend. Watch. What is your plan this weekend? If you pick up any votes on the third ballot or if you lose votes on the third ballot. Our plan this weekend is to get a speaker elected to the House of Representatives as soon as possible so we can help the American people. So the scary thing about that is, according to sources on the Capitol Hill, Republicans are going home this weekend. There is already one Republican who has decided to go to Israel inexplicably. his name's uh, uh, Van Orden. Uh, he's from Wisconsin. Like, hey, hey, McFly, McFly, like you're elected to be here in America to help us here in America. Why are you going to Israel? So Jim Jordan's already lost one vote this morning. I'm not trying to be a doomer here, but I am trying to say that we could we could inadvertently end up with Hakeem Jeffries as speaker if Republicans aren't smart. Because if some Republicans go home and you lose quorum in the House, then that means that Democrats could get Hakeem Jeffries in as speaker this weekend. 
So you got to be deeply careful. Matt Gates yesterday asking about the plan, plan to potentially have Speaker Pro Tem, Patrick McHenry, given the power of being House Speaker, right? So this would be McCarthy's, what was he in McCarthy's squad? He was a high-ranking individual in McCarthy's, you know, speakership regime. Uh, so Patrick McHenry, should he become Speaker? Just give him the gavel? Here's Gates. Sir, but do you think that... I, th I think that... I'm against speaker light. I'm against Bud Light. I believe it is a constitutional desecration to not elect a speaker of the House. We need to stay here until we elect a speaker. And if someone can't get the votes, we need to go on to the next person. But but twisting and torturing the Constitution to empower a temporary speaker is having a speaker light that is not constitutionally contemplated is deeply infirm, and I will do everything possible to stop it. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can see here, it looks like they have just finished their quorum vote. And we'll see if there are nominating speech. I certainly want to catch the nominating speech. Again, it's again, as it pertain as it pertains to we got Kevin McCarthy up there, the nominating speech. Let's punch bunch on that. It looks like it. Sure looks like it from where I'm sitting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll quiet down. Let's go here. Get me Speaker Jordan. Get me Speaker Jordan. Let's go. Come on, Kevin. Let's do it. House will come to order. Nominations are now in order. The chair recognizes gentleman from California, Mr. McCarthy. Here we go. Mr. Speaker, I rise to nominate Jim Jordan for the Speaker of the House. <laughs> now I've listened to the speeches this week. And I can already tell you what my friends on the other side will say using their poll-tested phrases. But let me correct the record. Jim Jordan is an effective legislator. <laughs> to legislate is about more than the name on the bill. It's about reaching compromise and working long hours behind the scenes to get the job done. The House will come to order. Gentlemen, may resume. When you are the chairman of a committee, you are responsible for dozens of bills passing the House and being signed into law. So let me tell you a few facts that don't come out of the polls. As the leader of the Judiciary Committee, Jim has passed more bills through the House in just three years than the entire Democrat leadership team that has their collective 28 years in Congress. <laughs> Mr. 
Mr. Aguilar has a whopping one whole bill signed into law, a post office in San Bernardino. I guess that's good enough to be caucus chair. Jim Jordan, on the other hand, has a hand in drafting bills like the RAINS Act to curb unaccountable bureaucrats. He helped negotiate and pass H.R. 2, the strongest border security bill this House has ever passed. And many of you know, because you were in the room, watching Jim find compromise, watching Jim listen to your positions and finding a bill that can pass. And let's put this in reality. We've had large majorities, but we never could pass a border security bill. That takes leadership. Now, they're going to get upset by it. Why? Because every single Democrat voted against securing our border. Democrats are attacking Jim because they don't want the American people to remember that they voted against securing and keeping a wide open border. They may not want the American public to know the number of people we catch on the terrorist watch list. They may not want people to know what the future holds and the security for our nation based upon their policies. Name me one bill Democrats passed that would secure our border. I'm waiting. You can't because they haven't. Mr. Speaker, the truth is, if we measure lawmakers by how many bills have their name on it, we are using the wrong measuring stick. Some of my members I know with the most bills to their name are the most selfish. Jim Jordan, on the other hand, is one of the most selfless members I've known. I've known Jim a long time, so I want to do something different. I actually called the freshman members on his committee and asked them, what do you think of your chairman? Here's just a few. I quote, Jim empowers every member of judiciary to pursue what interests them. I quote by another, he lets each of us take the lead on the issues that are important to us, even letting freshmen and junior members take important roles. Another one, he trusts our judgment on how we handle issues and witnesses and always seeks our input on key issues. Another, as a freshman, he had me lead off a hearing that related to my subject matter expertise and he goes out of his way to highlight members' successes. He is straightforward, honest, and reliable. That is who Jim Jordan is, and that's what being a speaker is all about. Now, some of you might not know this, but Jim and I have a long history. We created because we take our job serious.
I first met Jim as a candidate. I traveled to Ohio. I remember pulling up for breakfast at a Bob Evans in Ohio. There was Jim having a meeting, listening to constituents. I traveled with him throughout the day from Rotary to Farm Bureau to just listening to people that had concerns. And I watched them, the same Jim Jordan I see today. He was a leader, a listener, and a fighter. We were actually elected to Congress that same year and became close friends. It was a small class. There was only 13 of us, one of the smallest Republican classes in modern history. Over time, we took different routes. Jim actually ran against me for leader in 2018. It was a hard-fought battle. But I never once questioned his skills or commitment to this conference or this country. After the race, I became leader and we had an opening for the ranking member on House Oversight. Jim didn't even, even apply for the job. I walked into steering, didn't tell steering. I walked into the other room and I picked up the phone and I called Jim. I said, I know you're not running for the job, but I believe in what Jim Collins says in the book, Good to Great. You put the right people in the right seats on the bus. And Jim, you and I may have challenged one another, but you were the right person for that seat. And it was right when he took that job. It was right again when I asked Jim to step up and join the Intel Committee when Democrats put politics over people and turned the Intel Committee into an impeachment committee. It was right again when we asked Jim to step up and be the right person to lead Judiciary Committee as chairman. And Jim is the right person to take that seat behind me to be our next Speaker of the House. Mr. Speaker, we have an important job to do. The American people expect us to focus on the most pressing issues. We've watched what the Democrat majority has done and brought us inflation like we haven't seen since the 70s. We've watched what the Democrats have done by opening up our border, bringing fentanyl, killing Americans each and every day. And now we have a war in Israel. This country is too great for small visions. Trust me, being speaker is not an easy job, especially in this conference. But I've seen Jim spend his entire career fighting for freedom, no matter what, no matter the odds, and I know he is ready for the job. And so it is my honor to say, as a member of the Republican Conference, I am directed by the vote of that conference to present for the election to the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives the name of my friend, the Honorable Jim Jordan, a representative from the state of Ohio. I yield back.
The chair now recognizes the gentlewoman from Massachusetts, Ms. Clark. Thank you, Mr. Chair. 212, it's a New York area code. And it's our call for a speaker of integrity, intelligence, and inclusion. 212 is our call for a speaker who will protect our children, our veterans, our planet. 212 is our call for a speaker who will grow the middle class, lower costs, create good paying jobs, and make healthcare affordable. 212 is our call for a speaker who will secure liberty, justice, and opportunity for everyone. Well, the unanimous call of 212 House Democrats has been answered by our nominee for speaker, the gentleman from Brooklyn, the leader of our House Democratic Caucus, the Honorable Hakeem Jeffries. Leader Jeffries has answered our call, but the majority's nominee is disconnected. Disconnected from the American people and their values. MAGA extremism is designed to divide, and it has broken the Republican Party. Their nominee's vision is a direct attack on the freedom and the rights of the American people, and he's got the record to prove it. The Republican nominee has voted against health care for children, for veterans, even for 9-11 survivors. He has opposed lowering the cost of insulin repeatedly. He wants to cut Social Security and Medicare. Don't take it from me. It was raised on the other side of the aisle just this week as a selling point to make him speaker. Over his 16 years in the House, the Republican nominee has never supported a farm bill. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means he has turned his back on farmers, on rural communities, and the 11 million children who go to bed hungry in this country. The Republican nominee wants a national abortion ban with no exceptions for rape, incest, or the health of a mother. We want to make our own healthcare decisions in consultation with our families, our doctors, our faith, not with Jim Jordan. The Republican nominee plotted to overturn the 2020 election, traffics in misinformation, and is a true threat 
to our democracy and our constitution. I have had the privilege of working here in the People's House for almost 10 years. And I've gotten to know many of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. And I know that you hear the same thing that I do. The American people expect us to work together on their behalf. It is not too late for the majority to choose a bipartisan path forward to reopen the House. Take yes for an answer. Every day, every day, the majority chooses to engage in a Republican civil war that is threatening their own members instead of engaging with us in the work of the American people is a day that weakens this institution and the standing of our country. We need a speaker who will govern through consensus, not conflict. We need a speaker worthy of wielding that gavel a leader who will defend democracy, not degrade it. More than ever, we need proven, patriotic, people-first leadership. And that is why I am proud to nominate Hakeem Jeffries as Speaker of the House. Look at the boom clap, lobotomized, smooth brain section of your government. Look at, look at this. This is, I mean, you know what? It's great to have no morals. It's a wonderful thing to have no morals. To openly advocate for baby murder. And that's the biggest selling Green point. Clerk will now call the roll. Okay. Here we go, baby. Adams. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. I don't like blabbing my mouth while they are voting so i shut up even though i am off camera screaming and we are putting up your comments so this is what it looks like to be betrayed by, once again by your own party the worst vote yet for jim jordan 25 votes against jim jordan look at this all you needed was 214 votes to become speaker today because of the quorum we're missing seven people so hakeem jeffries is way closer to becoming speaker than jim jordan is by nigh on 20 votes so this is what it looks like to be betrayed. This is what it looks like to be betrayed by your own party. This is what it looks like to be betrayed by uh, your own 
representatives who have been sent to represent you. Let's go big with this, Royce. Okay, so what did we, what did we, how do we start our show here? How do we start our show? We start our show by saying that the intel that we got is that there are a group of Republicans who are in a petty battle with Matt Gates, and they do not want Matt Gates to win, and a Jim Jordan speakership would be a victory for Matt Gates, so they will stand against a Jim Jordan speakership. Here are the 25 votes against Jim Jordan. Let's read, ladies and gentlemen, let's read. Bacon, Buchanan, Buck, Chavez, Demir, Diaz-Bizito, Diaz-Balart, Isley, Ferguson, Fitzpatrick, Gambrino, Jimenez, Gonzalez, Granger, James, Keene, Kelly, Kagans, Lalota, Lawyer, Miller, Meeks, Molinaro, Rutherford, Simpson, Stauber, Womack. So there you go. There's your, there's your, these are your list of cowards who would rather grind a petty grudge against Matt Gates and against their own voters, who I'm, I, I know for a fact, a lot of these people are from Florida. A lot of these people are from Idaho. A lot of these people are from bright red districts in the country. Don Bacon's from the reddest state in the union, Nebraska, arguably. But these people would rather betray their voters, betray you in order to stick it to the rest of us on behalf of the swamp. They are the enemy. And then as I as I have always said, I will be honest with you. I see a lot of people being like, like, like defending Matt Gates in the comment section. I defend Matt Gates. I'm a huge fan of Matt Gates. I'm a huge fan of Matt Gates' tactics. You have to be able to get to the battlefield in order to win a tactical war. If you cannot get to the battlefield, if your logistics are broken, and that's what this is. This is a broken logistics. If you if your enemy is over the mountainside and you cannot get your army over the mountain, which is what this is. Not only that, it's getting worse for Jim Jordan, not better. And this was the, he brought out the big guns. Kevin McCarthy gave his nomination speech and Kevin McCarthy's nomination speech made it worse for Jim Jordan. I'm never going to lie to you. It's not good. I, it's not good. I'm not, I'm not sure what the path forward is. We'll go back and we'll talk, but like, I don't think they're going to keep voting on this because if they keep voting on it, if Republicans are going to now flee town, they're all going to leave, right? They're going to jump on their taxpayer funded jets and they're going to leave town. And then you could get, you could absolutely call the wrong quorum and then you get Speaker Hakeem Jeffries. How, what kind of result is that? So who are we empowering here? Let us remind ourselves that we have a battle against an existential enemy that is fully and totally blindly unified, united, like sheep, goblins, orcs. They are lobotomized, smooth-brained, brainless, every single one of them voting for Hakeem Jeffries, every single one of them voting lockstep, marching like an army, lockstep against us. Not one Democrat strays, not one. Kevin McCarthy made a deal with Nancy Pelosi to keep himself speaker. Bad idea. You remember that Kevin McCarthy kicked Nancy Pelosi out of her little office because Pelosi betrayed him. McCarthy had a deal with Pelosi that she'd get a couple of blue dog Democrats to vote to make sure that he can't get vacated from the chair. Uh, mm, guess what? Guess which witch? Guess which witch sharpened the very smashed her martini glass after her 29th martini, sharpened the end of that glass and stabbed it in your back, Kevin. That's what's going on here. 
I agree with Matt Gates' tactics. I do not agree with his logistics. You must be able to get to the battlefield to fight. And now we have a dragon to slay and we have no sword. We had one fraction of one branch of government. One branch of government, the House, is all Republicans have right now. And we are proving incapable of preserving that sword in order to try and bring down the dragon, which, by the way, we were opening up, we were grinding and opening up very good fronts against Joe Biden. The impeachment inquiry now has to be postponed against Joe Biden. Like, we were very, very excited about that. We've been working for years again on that, and now it has to be postponed. So I will always give you the straight dish. I will give you the list of people you should be furious at. I've just read you the names of the betrayers, the Benedict Arnolds, and that list is growing now. People who deserve to be primaried, people who deserve your scorn and your ire, who could have handed us a Speaker Jordan right now and we could have gotten back to work. There ain't nobody who has a problem with Speaker Jordan. These people have a personal grudge against Gates and what Gates did and do not want to give him a victory here, which they see as Jim Jordan. That is the truth. There is no principle argument against Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is an excellent candidate for speaker. Jim Jordan should be speaker right now, but Republicans are cowards. And then who do we hand our government over to? Last night, Joe Biden did a address to the nation where he created the intellectual equivalent of... I don't even know what the right metaphor is. Like to compare the Ukraine war to what's going on in Israel is so intellectually dishonest. It is so apples and oranges. It is a despicable thing to do. This is the person that the 25 now, the number grows, the 25 traitors amongst the Republican ranks have handed unified control of the government too, because now Joe Biden has unified control of the government after everything that these people have done. 25 Republicans, remember all Democrats are Democrats and some Republicans are Democrats, handed control to this guy who doesn't even know that the red blinking light on the camera means you're alive, jackass. Watch. Good evening. Listen, we do a live show, okay? So I'll tell you this. Like, we sometimes we have miscues here. We often do. We have a lot of fun with them. But like, I, I'm like, you'll never see me start a show or unless something terrible goes on. There was actually one po- There was actually one, one weird show where we went live just right off the bat without any memes or anything like that. And it was really weird. But you'll never see me do that. Rolls Royce! Rolls Royce! What's going on? Like, this is Joe Biden. What does Joe Biden do? He then demands money for Ukraine and Israel. Reminder, we don't, the coffers are empty. The treasury is dry. We have no money. Every cent of Joe Biden's demands and requests for hundreds of billions of dollars come directly out of the leveraging of your children and grandchildren's future. Every single penny of this is borrowed with extreme interests, back-breaking, nation-shattering, destroying interest. Here's Joe Biden conflating both conflicts, which is just the banality of evil. Watch. 
That's why tomorrow I'm going to send to Congress an urgent budget request to fund America's national security needs, to support our critical partners, including Israel and Ukraine. It's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. Help us keep American troops out of harm's way. Help us build a world that is safer, more peaceful, more prosperous for our children and grandchildren. What do you mean peaceful? Why are you so sweaty? Why does your why does your chin have squirrel nuts on it? Why are you so sweaty? Why are you shiny? What do you mean peaceful? We had peaceful with Orange Man. You inherited a peaceful world. You did everything you could to break it and destroy it. Why? Because war is great money for you, man. America needs war in order to pay off the corrupt people who are voting against Jim Jordan, in order to pay off the lobbyists, the members of Congress, and this parasite class that is sinking this ship quickly. Wars mean great business for Washington, D.C., and that is precisely what this is about. Joe Biden broke and shattered and destroyed Trump's peace to get rich. Why do you think war broke out in Ukraine first? They already had their hands in the coffers. They already had their fingers in the pies. Why do you think they don't want Jim Jordan as speaker? Jim Jordan said no more funding for Ukraine. No more funding for forever wars. Do you think Israel needs, Israel's one of the richest nations on earth. Do you think Israel needs our money? No. Israel's one of the wealthiest nations on earth per capita. They are rich. They have arguably a more sophisticated military than we do. Does Israel need our money? No. It is a massive scam. And the quicker you realize that every single government in the world is a criminal cartel and that the politicians are just simply operators that are being run by industries that have their hand directly up their diseased and borderline uh, formaldehyde-infused backsides. And the faster you'll be enlightened. I would never end a show (laughs) on such angry news. So we bring you, ladies and gentlemen, somebody with excellent news, somebody with important news, somebody with uplifting news, somebody with a joyous story to send us off into this glorious weekend, the great executive producer of this show, ALX. ALX, you have an update for us. Please, sir, tell us something to lift us, lift us up. I have a pretty big update after um, being banned by Twitter and reinstated almost a year ago um, at the auction for the liquidation of the rebrand of the company into X. I uh, put a bid on a very special thing that is now come in the mail. The bird from the sign from outside (laughs) of Twitter HQ. Um, so oh, okay. now, um, now I own, uh, Twitter, <laughs> a little, ladies and gentlemen, uh, added on to the reinstatement, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you've been familiar with this show, of course you must follow ALX over on X, but if you're familiar with this show, you are familiar with ALX. He has been a long time and stalwart, wonderful friend of mine and ride or die Patriot, who has been, who has helped us build everything that we have here, 
and has been instrumental, of course, in, in the, the success and the growth of this audience. ALX had his career. They, the, Twitter tried to destroy this man's career, this young man who loves his country, loves his nation, even though he lives in Massachusetts, which I cannot fathom, but here we are. They tried to destroy him by taking away his most productive social media account, his, his X account, his Twitter account. And so they tried to own ALX. And now ALX, it seems, in the end, owns Twitter. Can you give us the details about how you got this bird? Yes. So the uh, company actually had two uh, auctions so far. One of them was there wasn't a whole lot of actual like signage and stuff uh, or like actual cool stuff. It was kind of just like furniture and, you know, computers, cables, chairs, desks, whatever. Uh, and that got a lot of attention. But the one item that was Twitter branded was a massive statue of bird that wasn't really like well known. Obviously, everyone has seen the iconic sign. Um, but that statue actually went for 100K. Um, wow. So when I saw that got tons of media, which, you know, caused uh, an uptick of, of bidders and everything. So when I saw this second auction, um, I, I set a reminder because I was signed up for the first one. And then um, as it came around, they announced it like a month ahead of time. So I got like a reminder in my email that it was coming up. So I didn't like post about it publicly or anything because I didn't want to get any like undue attention to it. Um, <laughs> so I put in initial bids and I was in a bidding war with you know, one other person, but I was afraid because it was so low compared to the 100K that the statue went went for uh, 30 minutes before the bid closed. And I was terrified that it was going to like go up by like 50K or whatever at the last minute. And I'm sitting there bidding with one other person. They put in one bid like 30 minutes before and um, I won it easily. I didn't ha even have to fight with anyone. Um, <laughs> so I was actually pretty shocked. I got it for, you know, a fraction of what that actual like big bird that nobody even knows anything about it's some random statue and this is the actual sign from the front of, of the headquarters that everybody you know knows about and this went for a fraction of the price there's the live uncreating uh, <laughs> that i did on x live um I, i've never opened a crate before so i was kind of nervous <laughs> going live i'm like I, I don't even know how to open this thing it was pretty easy actually <laughs> um, open it, but it, it was just, you know, I, I lucked out, I guess. Uh, I'm glad it didn't get a whole lot of media attention um, and didn't go for 100K because that would be a, a little overkill. So are you are you tethered right now? Can you show us how big the bird is? Yeah, uh, let's see. It's actually not as heavy as I thought it would be. So this is the, just verifying, this is the official bird from outside. Yes. Yes, sir. This is the signage. Um, has like the official electric sign thing or whatever on the sides. Um, <laughs> back if you want to see that. But yeah, it's not, actually not that heavy. Like I, I expected it to be pretty heavy, and I was like nervous because I want to hang it up. Um, I was nervous that it was going to be too heavy to hang up. Um, but no, it's not, it's not too heavy. The crate the crate was like two hundred pounds, so that was that was some work moving that around. But uh, yeah, the, the actual bird itself isn't overly massive and isn't overly heavy. So it, it should hang up pretty easily once I figure that out. So you are officially flipping the bird to Twitter. 
The old Twitter. Yes. <laughs> I actually, yeah, a lot of people said, oh, are you, that's going to be worth a lot of money. Like, are you going to try and resell it? And I made a promise uh, I would not flip the bird um, <laughs> once I want it. So, yes. <laughs> what is your message to the, what is your message to the people who tried to destroy you? And, and this is like, I know this is a somewhat of a profound question, but they really, you must understand the way that this works. If they take you off social media and this is your career, they're effectively trying to end ALX's career, right? Now, of course, ALX is back. You must follow him on X. He has 600 plus thousand followers. Be one of the first in the first million. Be very smart. Follow ALX. But they tried to destroy it. You should follow him out of principle. They tried to destroy this young man's, this young patriot's career and make him unemployable. And ALX fought through, fought through the darkness. There, our, the entire show has been a little dark, ALX, uh, obviously. We live in a dark and sunken world. You fought through the darkness, and now you are triumphant on the other side in this small way. So what is your, what is your message uh, to Twitter? My message is let that sink in. Um, <laughs> looking, looking at me, just holding the bird, I couldn't imagine... Um, you know, being Vahaya Gad or whoever these executives were that wanted to keep me banned. And then just like, first of all, watching them, watching them all get fired on day one was just justice enough, even before I was reinstated, um, because they were all terminated immediately, uh, like thrown out of the office at midnight. Um, so I, I would just really like ask, like, where, where did they want to go with you know what they were doing because they they said oh we, we want to stop disinformation we want to stop harmful information um uh, but clearly they had their own agenda um yes. but we know Vihaya gad is making millions anyway she made millions at twitter um but but seriously like what was their their motivation there and you know i i really wish there was some way to hold them accountable better hopefully you know i know they testified under oath and stuff i don't know if anyone caught them in a lie um Yol Roth, possibly, but from what I know, Yol didn't have any involvement in my suspension. But um, I, I'd really love to know, like, I'd really like to see the discussions that went on about, you know, my ban back then, because I'd like to know who was responsible and what was, you know, their thought process and everything. But um, I mean, it, it all worked out in the end, it looks like. But I mean, my message is let that let that sink in. <laughs> Uh, something tells me that you have the connections to eventually figure out who was behind it, ALX. I have a feeling you'll get to the bottom of this mystery someday. It all works out in the end. It all works out in the end. A depressing show because we saw Jim Jordan lose the speakership race once more by a larger margin. But it all works out in the end, especially if you are a believer. I know, ALX, that you yourself are, are a believer. Uh, we believe in a higher power. We, we know that there are evil forces that are in control, but we must have faith and we must persevere. And upon that perseverance, we will see victory. And so in a small, in a small little truncated metaphor here, this is a great example of perseverance. It was years. You were banned for years. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. It was over the two and a half, three years about, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy. And then, I mean, I didn't even get reinstated right off the bat, um, obviously, because Elon had to figure out how to steer the company for the first couple of weeks. And then um, Babylon B, Jordan Peterson, Kathy Griffin were all unlocked. Um, and then Donald Trump the next day was unsuspended. And then an hour later, I was, I was reinstated. So <laughs> pretty crazy how it all worked out.
Okay, so let's bring that energy to 2024, please. Let's reinstate Donald Trump and ALX. ALX back the same night as Donald Trump. I will remember it fondly as one of the greatest the greatest nights of my life. Yes, sir. ALX, thank you for fighting. Thank you for remaining, like remaining in the fight. A lot of people would be demoralized and depressed and defeated, and you were never any of those things. I know this, and are, we channeled our frustrations into building something great, and now here we are. And so, ladies and gentlemen, do the exact same thing, please. Uh, follow ALX's lead. Follow the words uh, of our scriptures and our Lord and Savior, and let not your hearts be troubled. Stay, st stay upstanding. And keep your eyes focused on the prize. Uh, we will keep our eyes focused on that sweet, beautiful Twitter bird behind you, ALX. <laughs> and I pray that I can buy the at symbol from you. Huh. We'll see about that. I would make a nice studio piece. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right ALX has the, has the at symbol. We want to put it up in our in our studio. We're we're still bartering. We're still going back and forth. We're we're, going, we're, we're doing it. ALX, thank you so much for this uplifting story to end this uh up and down, certainly trial-filled week. For sure. Thank you so much for having me on. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have been live for, I don't know, Roy Rolls-Royce, what, thousands of hours this week. We've been live for every single speaker vote. We promised you we'd do this. Uh, we were live, man, I mean, we did all seven hours of Joe Biden's impeachment inquiry. We are here for you. We will show up for you. Can you show up for us? The one thing that we ask of you is watch the you know watch the programming if you're a fan of what we do here. If you wish to support us even more so, please join the Benny Brigade. The Benny Brigade helps keep us independent, helps keep us going, helps us to be able to do our own research, our own reporting, report back to you. We have never lied to you and never will, uh, and that's because we can stay independent. Right? How often does the corporate media lie to you? Because, well, they have dual loyalties. They are not loyal to you. Please go to bennyjohnson.com slash brigade. For five bucks a month, uh, you can join and you can help support us and the work that we do here. It's the cheapest subscription out there. And also, ladies and gentlemen, sign up for the annual Benny Brigade uh, membership and you get this. The sweetest, dopest, most beautiful keychain on earth with the brigade logo the sweet salty army the salt tank if this is handmade here in america Amer genuine american leather ah, ah just bite it it's squeaky you can taste great too okay i know groceries are expensive these days uh these are made these are made delivered by veterans uh we went 100 it's hard to make stuff in america these days we went 100% American on this. It's not a single thing that's made in China or anything like that, uh, and it provides jobs. And so that's what we're doing here at the Benny Brigade. If you wish to support us, please, that's the link, Benny Johnson backslash brigade. We would never, ever, uh, of course, end a show with some type of like down, mopey, like everything. We're all doomed. We don't do that here. If anything, we have our verse of the day here from Isaiah. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, divine retribution. He will come and save you. Isaiah 35, 4. Boy, we are a nation in need of salvation. Hot diggity damn. Do we ever feel like we're living in fall of Rome or Sodom and Gomorrah? Probably more like it. Uh, this is a country that deeply needs the divine grace of God as it, as, as it ever has. 
And we are privileged to be living in this moment in time. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be downtrodden. We are privileged to be living through this moment. This is a moment of great challenge. This is a moment for believers to make our faith known, to be salt and light in a darkened world and an ever darkening, blackened place. Let us be salt and light. What a wonderful challenge for us and a great calling that we take very seriously on this program. And we do it with you and we do it for you. And we march together. It's your boy, Benny. March into this weekend uplifted and knowing that you shall have victory in the end. Onward, Christian soldier. See ya.